So my, my answer to that would be as you're finding, like still dive into private label, still go into wholesale. Don't, if you're asking whether you should or you shouldn't, there's no better time than now. If you wait that going in now will be better than going in in three months, right? If, if it's a question of whether it's still possible, the answer is very much yes, it is very much still possible. Welcome fellow entrepreneurs to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast, where we talk about Amazon wholesale and how you can use it to build an e-commerce empire, a side hustle, or anything in between. And now your host, Todd Welch. All right, so today I have Cameron Yoder on the podcast and he is a successful e-commerce entrepreneur. He's been the marketing lead or is the marketing lead currently for Viral Launch. And he also has successful Amazon businesses that he's built. He's the head of operations at Big Black Tea, for example. So I really appreciate you coming on the show, Cameron. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, Todd, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And this is odd. It, this is odd for me because usually I'm on uh, I'm on the other side. Usually I'm in your spot asking the questions. So this is it's a good mix up. Uh, so my name's Cam. Many people I'm not sure actually if your audience is familiar with with my background, viral launch, and what I've done there. But I'll just give you kind of a broad overview of my path through e-commerce. So I started e-commerce when I was in high school. I started flipping flipping stuff. I started doing arbitrage. Go to going to thrift stores. I didn't do online arbitrage. Uh, I did just thrift store shopping. Uh, I did a lot of clothes, clothes like selling Nike stuff online. Got into selling used electronics. Uh, at one point in time, VCRs were really just a great flip, oh, and yeah. I had a plug to get some VCRs for really cheap. People would buy VCRs. I I really don't know why, but I started uh, flipping my way um, through high school and college and actually made a decent amount of money to pay my way through college, through arbitrage and through arbitrage, kind of a classic, classic e-commerce journey, I guess, as I was asking myself how I wanted to elevate my game, found private label and started diving into that path a bit. And that's kind of where my e-commerce path crossed with tech. And that's where I met Casey Goss as I was graduating. That's how I got into viral launch. I had a good friend, Lindsay Todd, was an early um, an early employee at Viral Launch who connected me with Casey, and through that, I took a deep dive into uh, Viral Launch, into the e-commerce game, into private labels specifically. Met a lot of Amazon sellers early on in pri the private label journey, and through there, through my time at Viral Launch, I learned a lot, and through that, I was encouraged to start my own private label operations. Partnered with Lindsay actually, and a couple of my own. And through that journey, it's been a crazy couple of years at my time with Viral Launch and outside of Viral Launch. But since then, I've launched a couple of brands, private label, uh, specifically, that's been largely my focus, dabbled in drop shipping and have since then focused on Amazon and Shopify as my primary levers for my own personal e-commerce operations. So that's the broad, the broad stroke of my experience, I guess. All right. Nice. Yeah. There's no better way to learn than by actually doing it. Right. Because right. you started your e-commerce adventure while you were getting started at viral launch or after you'd been there a right. little while. Right. 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 Yeah. There's, there's definitely a clear difference between, I mean, you can get so much from talking with and learning from other people, but until you actually really get into the weeds, it's, it's tough to put a lot of those principles into practice. 
So for those who don't know what Viral Launch is, why don't you give us uh, an overview of what Viral Launch is, what it does, why people might want to use it? Yeah, I mean, Viral Launch is, um, people who sell are probably pretty familiar with the fact that there are tools and software out in the Amazon space now that basically make selling a whole lot easier. And Viral Launch acts as one of those software providers that gives sellers tools a much easier way to sell at the highest level. That's what we do. And there are different tools in that that help, of course, make the process easier, like finding keyword search volume or making it easier to discover products, better products to sell on Amazon. But essentially, Viral Launch acts as a way to service the Amazon seller, service people who want to get in and who are already in to make the process a whole lot easier and to make the game just elevated. Like as, as e-commerce is going on, and we're going to talk about future of e-commerce today, but as time goes on, Things are just getting more and more competitive and tools and software just in general in the Amazon space and e-commerce space really help people elevate their game and help separate themselves from the competition. So that's what that's what Viral Launch is at a high level. And that's just generally what software is used for in e-commerce. Viral Launch, from what I know about Viral Launch, because we were talking beforehand and I've been more of a Jungle Scout user. What I know of Viral Launch is back in the day, it was really good for launching a private label product you know they would put it out there to people who would want to get maybe a free product or deeply discounted and get those gray area reviews that we all remember (laughs) that we can't really do anymore so what has it involved evolved into since then what uh tell us a little bit about some of the specific tools that you guys have yeah the the evolution is really interesting because i mean just even looking at this past year, man, it's it's easy to see how much is how much e-commerce and Amazon has changed in a year. And since Viral Launch's inception, so much has changed. So really the evolution over away from because you're right, we started out as kind of this launch service, right? Where when launching was, I guess, a little bit more easy to pull off than it is today. Um, that was our primary focus. But as time has gone on, launching wasn't really doesn't really remain a very good long-term strategy, I think, for a software business. So like we 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 asked ourselves like what what we thought the future of someone in our shoes would be or just a software provider of Amazon sellers. And really we found that as time went on, aggregating data and outputting that data in a useful way for Amazon sellers was the answer, was the key, at least was a key. So moving away from launching and moving into software using data to help make smarter smarter sourcing decisions, but also selling decisions. That's like the broad stroke of where we've gone and why. And really, I, I would say like our honest goal is to be this sort of, so personally, like my personal anecdote is I'm all about automation. That's just what I, I love to do. I think when you can get more tools under your belt that help automate a lot of manual tasks, it saves you a lot of time. And it also saves you from even having to start a team because I think there are a lot of teams that there are a lot of things that teams can do that tools will be able to do or already can do, especially with the introduction of something like machine or machine learning or AI. And so the viral launch goal is really to be this data oriented, sophisticated solution to help people automate a lot of processes in the selling, in the selling process, but also just to make data really digestible and to be really complex, but in an easy to understand way. So that's kind of, the evolution away from from launching, even though launching still works in a certain capacity, not even necessarily with because we've we've really 
we, we don't really focus on launching anymore, but there are some pretty cool ways to still uh, make launches a thing for private label products. So that's what we've done. That's the evolution of viral launch over the past couple of years, at least. Okay. Very good. So with viral launch, um, I'm assuming you guys have like tools and things where I could go to a listing on Amazon and it would give me data on that listing, like how many sales it gets, uh, the best keywords and maybe break down the reviews and things like that. Yeah. So there are, so there right now we have nine tools and we have a couple more on the way. Really. That's one example. Like we call it competitor intelligence, right? Other people have different names for different tools, but doing something like reverse ASIN lookup, like we were one of the first to do reverse ASIN lookups with ASINs and evaluating competitor ASINs, seeing what keywords they're targeting, seeing what ads they're running for specific products. That's an example. Other tools like your, your audience is primarily wholesale, right? Correct. Yeah. So looking up like product discovery is, is largely what a lot of people use viral launch for primarily and product discovery isn't just private label. It's more so analyzing and, and analyzing a lot of data in Amazon's platform to find specific functions. And, you know, the, a product finder isn't necessarily unique in the Amazon software space, but it's how the data is interpreted and how the data is output and the different functions of these tools that kind of separate them and distinguish them from other people. And so for wholesalers, for example, we've had wholesaler groups come into our, our platform solely for the purpose of utilizing product discovery to find potential wholesale products, not just private label. So that's an, that's an example. And, you know, there are a lot of resources I could, I could talk, I could go through each tool. I, I don't, won't do that though. I won't go through each tool individually, but I'll, I'll give you some resources that you can point people to if you want to, um, to just walk through what each of the tools do and walk through what the data, how the data is different and what separates us from other people as well. But I also, I don't, I don't just want this to be like a viral launch pitch as well. I'm here to just spread who I am also and my, my own personal e-commerce knowledge too. For sure. I just want to give people an idea on Mm -hmm. what viral launch is so they can head on over to check out virallaunch.com, get more information about that. Um, Because I, I think it's in my world, in the Amazon wholesale world, uh, pretty much everybody knows jungle scout not right. necessarily everybody knows viral launch. So it's always good to know that there's multiple competing companies out there. So you can try different tools, see what works for you. So definitely check out viral launch. If anybody's interested in that kind of stuff, your e-commerce companies that you have, uh, I believe you yeah. have multiple e-commerce companies, right? I do. I do. So the one that you mentioned at the beginning, big black tea, that is a sort of, um, I describe that as a sort of experiment that I'm running with my, my business partner, Lindsay. So we, we have a couple private label operations, right? Private label products that, that we started to learn, both learn the system and just to honestly dive into the private label world ourselves. That's just another personal business asset. But Big Black Tea, we had the idea of bringing our e-commerce knowledge and partnering with um, influencers to the idea, our concept with Big Black Tea is that uh, it's not just ours. We actually partnered with an influencer. His name is Tim Salau. And we're working with him. The idea, the concept behind Big Black Tea is to create a product for an influencer and to have that product instantly plug into an influencer's community. So the idea is instead of having to go out and scour the internet through ads to bring customers in to buy a product, why not tap into an influencer's market 
and instantly create a product for an influencer that the audience responds well to so that products will sell as a result of this natural organic product that the influencer wants to push rather than creating something like merch, uh, just merch like t-shirts or something that, that people will buy. So that's the, that's the concept behind big black tea. So it's not just a private label product. It's not just a CPG brand. It's a sort of co-brand with an influencer to test out what it looks like to tap into that sort of influencer marketing. For sure. I, I think that's huge in, in marketing nowadays, getting influencers right. to use your product and almost more of in an organic way, but uh, you know, you're doing it intentionally going out there and trying to find those influencers. Do you mind sharing a few of the influencers that you guys are working with? Yeah. Well, so just this one, so the, the concept is not, it's not just influencer marketing, right? So it's not like Lindsay and I uh, are selling a product and we're reaching out to influencers to feature our product. Big black tea with big black tea, the big, the tea itself, Lindsay and I are working with one influencer to push to his audience. So he's like LinkedIn influencer. So he has like a hundred thousand people. So the concept was we focus on building, we partner with this influencer, not a bunch, but we partner with this one guy and we have him push this one product. And that's the concept that we're moving with rather than trying to create one product and have a pull a bunch of influencers in with one man influencer push hard into his audience, create a product that really resonates well. And then from there, I mean, what we're actually seeing is because we're putting a lot of energy into one influencer with a lot of influence, we're finding that other influencers are actually asking to be a part of the ecosystem. They're actually asking to feature the product, just one product themselves. So we're, and I said it was an experiment for a reason, because this is, it's not something that a lot of people are doing. And we're, we don't even know if it's going to work long-term. We really believe that it will. Um, but it's in, in a way, it's just another form of, of influencer advertising, but it's, it's sort of a, a meshing of private label and influencer marketing. That's the best way to describe it, I think. Very good. So as far as how it's working, your mm -hmm. sales, uh, are you driving those to Amazon or are you driving to Shopify store or... We're solely doing Shopify right now, partly because we wanted to control the inventory a bit more. Um, we wanted to, because this is a sort of experiment, we wanted to see, we wanted, we just wanted more control right now. Amazon, of course, like has the platform, right? But every, I mean, most people know you, you kind of lose the control, more, more control when you, when you tap into Amazon's platform. So for the sake of control and for the sake of, of the experiment itself, we are solely focusing on Shopify. We're actually even handling, we're not even doing, um, we're not doing like a 3PL like deliver. We are actually, we're handling the logistics ourselves right now for that pure sense of control. And we've seen enough to know that we are going to scale faster than we thought uh, originally with this experiment. So we're really, after this initial experiment phase, we're really going to work on expanding, tapping into Amazon. We're going to put it on Amazon. Um, because now we've seen enough to know that this working in, instead of, of um, trying to pull people in, focusing on a pre-existing group of like with this influencer is enough now that we see to actually push a private label product up. So the idea is to just instantly tap like people, Amazon sellers work on building an, an audience, right? Like Amazon sellers work on building a list of people to push products to. 
the idea of this is to tap into a pre-existing audience. And we've seen enough to know that that works. And so we're going to create an Amazon listing to push those people to, to funnel into the Amazon listing, and which will then, of course, positively affect its growth. And other organic customers will then come in from Amazon's side and push it up. So to answer your question, uh, we're on Shopify. <laughs> that's a very long-winded answer to your question, but that's, that's the plan right now. Yeah, and, and that's a really cool idea, using an influencer like that just to build a brand. And right. we were talking about launching, viral launch. You, you have your own launch built in, right? When you go on Amazon, right. all you do is you have that influencer run some kind of discount, direct that traffic over to Amazon, and boom, you've got your your launch. And I think right. that's, that's the way of the future, not necessarily having to use an influencer, although that's awesome, but building your platform, your email list and your audience outside of Amazon, right. taking advantage of that to launch on Amazon, just, it gives you a leg up from anybody else out there. No, I, I think you're, you're so right. I mean, this kind of starts diving into the future a bit, which it's applicable at this point, but really the, I think the perspective over the past, I think we're at a turning point. I think we're at a turning point right now in the Amazon ecosystem. I think that largely Amazon for the, for the past little while has, has been very singular focused, meaning that um, as people come into Amazon's platform, and I'm speaking to wholesalers, I'm speaking to private label, I'm speaking to arbitrage. It's been very uh, segmented and siloed, meaning that um, I think that the, the thought wasn't necessarily for me as a seller, me as an Amazon person, to build a connected ecosystem of products. But just the future, talking about the future of branding, talking about the future of product itself, even talking about the future of Amazon with bigger sellers coming into the space, with big money coming into the space. The, the interviews that I've done over the past, I mean, five months, the common theme is that there's been, there will be big money coming into the Amazon space in 2021 and 2022. You look at like Thrasio, you look at uh, other, other companies that are buying up Amazon businesses and operations and that being a factor, what's the, what's the combatant against as a small seller or as an individual, what's the combatant against that largely, and this is a broad answer, but, but largely it's building one cohesive ecosystem for you to help create this, this interconnected group of customers that are loyal to you, not as a person, but to, but as a brand. And that's a little bit more private labely, but that's the idea. That's the direction that I largely see Amazon going. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's, it's moving that way pretty rapidly. And, you know, that's, that's going to make a lot of people think, well, how can I even get started if these big people are coming into it? So how would you answer someone who's asking you that? Someone who's not even on Amazon? Yeah. Who's just like, okay, I heard about this private label thing, or I heard about this wholesale thing and I want to do it. Uh, what are mm -hmm. your thoughts on getting started now if you're just starting? No, it's, it's a great question. Honestly, I think, I think the answer is still somewhat similar to what I would give before but there's just like a little tag on the end. It's like, um, you can still start a private label business or a wholesale business like you did before, but there are a couple, a couple of things that are going to go with it. And it's the recognition that it, it's probably going to be a little bit more involved and a little bit more difficult than it was before. There's going to be more competition in the space. So it's going to, it's going to involve a little bit more time from your end. 
So my, my answer to that would be as you're finding, like still dive into private labels, still go into wholesale. Don't, if you're asking whether you should or you shouldn't, there's no better time than now. If you wait, that going in now will be better than going in in three months, right? If, if it's a question of whether it's still possible, the answer is very much yes. It is very much still possible. My encouragement to people right now as they're, as they're considering getting in for like the first time is to really consider a more long-term approach to your selling on Amazon than a short-term one. What, what does that look like? That looks like, like we were just were talking about, creating a more uh, cohesive brand. What does that look like? That looks like if you're looking at a product and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to sell, I think I should sell like this pet sweater or, and, or a coffee mug in my store. My encouragement for people coming in to Amazon is to consider picking one sort of area to focus on, meaning one type of product and to start building a brand based around that product. And I'm speaking from the private label perspective. So you'll have to forgive me because that's largely my, my focus but from a private label perspective, the, the, what people have historically done is done something like pick individual products that don't align or don't match based on pure metrics and sell those and do well. And I still think that that is possible right now in the Amazon space. But I think if you're betting on the, grow, on the future growth, if you're betting on, on you still being around, if you're saying that you're in this for a long term and not just for a quick buck, or even for a quick buck, I think that the best way to go, the best way to start is to find a product that matches core metrics and to expand on that and to, to pick products that flow together more cohesively. So it's still, to beginners, I'd say it's still possible. And in that, after knowing it's still possible, you got to have your mind set on building a brand. Think, um, think a way, like, do you know what a way is? No, brand. It's a luggage. It's like a, a travel luggage brand. So Away took a model. Their branding is fantastic, by the way. If you look them up, just go to Google, type in Away. They did. They did a really. It's a really good example because they focus on one core area, which is luggage and its travel, and they built a, an entire product line around that. That idea, I think, is what I what I think what I encourage people to start moving towards. It's like you have to be there right now, but it's like at the very least, start putting yourself in that brand-oriented mindset. There's a lot to learn there, but at the very least, orienting yourself in that way and saying my path is the path of the brand at the very least, then that will get you started on a good path. Yep. I agree a hundred percent. If you're doing the private label route, you know, gone are the days of just going to AliExpress and being like, yeah, that's right. good. I'll throw that up there because you're going to have a thousand people competing with you and tanking the price. Uh, to bring it into kind of the wholesale world, uh, mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of what I look for when I'm looking for products to sell are brands that are good brands outside of Amazon, but maybe their Amazon presence is, is lacking. And so I can start selling their products, do some improvements on the listings. And because of their brand that they built outside of Amazon, it's a lot easier to just get that ball rolling really good on Amazon, maybe turn that into an exclusive agreement. 
uh, right. where I can help the brand and things like that. So building that. So I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious what, so what elements, what, when you talk about branding and wanting to recognize like a, a brand that's been built out of it, what, what are the, some of the key elements that you actually like really look for when you're, when you, when you see a brand that's like, yes, that is one that I want to reach out to. What are some of the factors that stand out? Going to be a known brand, at least in the niche that they're in. Right. I can tell you the brand of some of the products that I sell, and you probably wouldn't know them because uh, you might if you're in the niche, but odds are that you're not going to know them. But I'm familiar with that niche, and so I know that they're a good brand. They've built their name up. They've got a selection of products you know, that all kind of relate to each other and go along with each other. Uh, maybe they're in a lot of retail stores and things like that. And so they've just built their name up more than anything. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I think that you bring up a good point that, um, have you ever read Russell Brunson, Russell Brunson's books? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he He's, and this is, this is general marketing and, and still, I think the future of e-commerce and business, but we're getting into a point of niching down. Right. Like niching down is, is largely, a, a, I think, a really good tactic to have as an e-commerce seller. And you said yourself, I just want to pull out what you said, which was um, you're very familiar with your niches. Right. I think that's something that both wholesalers and private label sellers can really benefit from is being is is picking a niche, at least to dive into or a couple you probably have multiple niches that you're very, very familiar with and diving into those niches, becoming, you don't have to become a master overnight, but starting to dive into what those niches are about, what brands in those niches, what brands in those niches really stick out and why, and the why is important. And that will teach you things about the wholesale and give you starting points for wholesaling. And it'll give you starting points for private label as well. Because if you recognize what makes a brand great in that niche, I mean, that's what will point you to the right brands to wholesale. That's what will point you to the right brands to emulate in your own private label products as well. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I'm, I've, I'm almost to the point where I can just be looking at products on Amazon and be like, right, right there, that one I can do something with. And it's really nice too, because, you know, I can translate into that, private label world as well, because mm. I see all these products from these brands that are relatively known in their niche, but their products are not doing really anything on Amazon. Right. So I'm thinking to myself, I could create that product, improve it a little bit, put it up on Amazon and dominate that space pretty easy. So I see these opportunities all over the place. You know, it's just that, uh, taking advantage of them is the hard part sometimes, but, uh, you know, when you get familiar with a niche, it's just, it's really helpful to be able to speak the language and be able to pick up mm -hmm. on little things. It's, it's just interesting. Like I think a lot of Amazon sellers just aren't aware of the knowledge that they gain through the process of selling, whether it be wholesale or, or private label. I mean, just even from the business oriented side of things, like you are a, you are a product marketer, you are a product developer, you are developing a business. You are developing a brand. And Amazon business is the encompassment of all of those things. And as you go, you develop broader skill sets, I think, than people are familiar, than people think that they are actually developing. And I think it's important to point those things out. Those are important skills that you will develop going through the process of selling. And I'm actually curious, is your audience largely, are they largely beginning? Like, are they just starting out? Are they 
already selling? Is it kind of a mixture? Uh, it probably it's going to skew more towards the beginners. Um, okay. It's going to be all across the spectrum. Got it. Okay. I love the beginner segment. <laughs> That's where my heart's at. That is where my heart's at. Absolutely. So aside from the big black tea, what other e-commerce brands do you have going? Yeah. So without uh, without diving into the the names of the brands specifically, it's largely in the office niche. So it's it's um, that office paper. That is kind of the the niche that I I stumbled into. I think stumbling into niches is a, probably a more common theme among Amazon sellers than not. Um, but largely, those are the the products that I focused on, and I dove into pet also initially, but dropped pet after the uh, after seeing how involved the customers were in in the product lifecycle. I kind of dropped that and focused on office, and then now CPG. Yeah, I feel like in pet, it's going to be there's going to be a lot more competition in pet than probably office space or office paper. Yeah, competition and, of course, more flexibility, I think, with what a product does and looks like. Um, but one thing that I learned just going into something like pet, and I've had friends go into baby as well and see a similar thing. The, the customers are just very involved in what they want the product to be. And you're dealing with pe people's pets. You're dealing with people's babies and baby, not pets. Um, and in that, you're going to find a lot of difficulty in more difficulty in the, the types of customers that you're bringing in as opposed to something like office. And this is something that as you dive into speaking to the beginner segment, as you dive into niches and you start selling, pivoting is important. It's a key element in, in selling as well. But as you dive into certain niches, you'll find certain things that you don't like or certain things that you just don't want to, that aren't preferential for you. And it's important to be able to ask yourself what you want after learning what some of those things are. Pet was an example. Not something that I personally want to wanted to dive into and be a part of, so I just pivoted, accepted my took my losses, and I was like, "All right, this isn't for me. I want something else." Yeah, for sure. Sometimes that's important. If things aren't working, so you got to make a change. Sometimes, right. so you just got to go with the flow, and then when it, you find something that's working, go full steam ahead in it. So, how are those brands working or going for you overall? Do you mind sharing numbers? Yeah. Um, so I would say I've actually stopped focusing on private label as much. So right now my, my sphere of influence largely is full time at viral launch combined with the CPG of the black tea and the more so the concept and experiment behind that as well as private label. And in that I started to actually pull some of my time away from private label from the automation on that side to focus on the other things. But so largely just focusing on numbers like around half a mil in a year, like that's, so it's nothing crazy, but it's, it's enough from this one, at least one brand in that side to keep on going and to keep it moving at the very least. Yep. Very good. I think a lot of people would be very happy selling a half a million a year. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing. Right. And that's, that's uh, top line revenue. I think that's for people who are listening, who aren't selling yet or, or just starting out, like, Amazon sellers toss out numbers often, like I just did. And I feel the need, I honestly, honestly feel the need to correct myself in saying like, that's top line revenue. So that's not money that I'm pocketing. Yep. Maybe, maybe I'm pocketing like a small portion of that, but a large portion of that is I'm choosing to put back into the business. So it's not like when I say half a mil, it's like, wow, camera's making half a mil a year. No, it's like, 
it's a very small portion of that that I'm actually pulling in and I'm putting the rest back into the business to grow. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's super important. A lot of people like to throw around the flashy numbers, which right. is fun. It can get people excited, but you got to know, you know, you can, I could sell $10 million this year and lose 11, you know, right. the 10 right. million sounds really cool. Um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's what, that's the kind of thing that if, because you're, I mean, because you're in the game, you know, like you understand what people say. And I think it's easy to also get, if you're in it, it's easy to get lost in just saying those numbers, right? Because we throw them around so much. So it's not like I was trying to, or it's not, it's not like everyone's trying to deceive everybody by throwing around top line revenue, but it's just for people who aren't in the game quite yet, it is an important thing to keep in mind as you hear some of these numbers thrown around. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to know the margins and the bottom line numbers are super important. Right. Um, right. So. Definitely keep that in mind when th- people are throwing around numbers that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's important. And you know, current present success does not determine future success as well or future failure and vice versa. Um, so who knows what will happen in 2021 with, with my own operations. Like I said, I'm, I am pulling away focus from private label and it's not because it's not a good business. It's because I, Personally, I'm more interested in this other experiment that I have going on with Big Black Tea. And that's just where I'm choosing to put some of my extra time outside of the full-time things that are going on at Viral Launch as well. For sure. Yeah, and the Big Black Tea sounds like a a lot of fun uh, building that out and just running that experiment. It's always fun to try different things, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I I got lost in, in Amazon for a while. I think I got lost largely in numbers. I mean, we're talking about numbers, but um, it's easy to get lost in, in profit, I think. And perhaps this is a little bit, perhaps this is a little bit of a, a privileged thing to say from what I would largely contribute to. Honestly, I feel like I got pretty lucky with some of the Amazon private label stuff. And I think that a lot of private label sellers would say something similar. Like they almost feel like they got lucky. And I would say that same thing for myself. Like I feel really fortunate that I stumbled into the niche that I did, did in the products that I did. And in that, honestly, I started asking myself like why I was in what I was in. And the answer was largely for the money, not necessarily for anything else. And I, I'm not really someone who's just in something for the money. That's not what really drives me, even though it's really nice. And that's why I am willing to take focus a bit away from private label and focus on the big black tea. And that's what I've come to learn myself in my own operations is I'm, I, I think I'm more willing to focus on things that interest me a bit more and that I feel just a little bit more passion is a kind of a trigger word, but passionate about as opposed to just finding the most data specific oriented products that work the best according to any software. I'm, I'm more about the brand, the cohesive behavior, and that's not going to be everybody that, but that's me. Yeah. And, and one thing to keep in mind now on the luck topic, because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people, I think, look at someone successful and say, well, he got lucky, you know, they got in at the right time or just stumbled on the right product. But I really like to look at it and, you know, you put yourself in a position for luck to find you. If you were right. just on your couch watching Netflix, you would have never been able to have the chance to get lucky. So that's yeah. one thing to, to really keep in mind when uh, you're looking at people that maybe got lucky, but they put themselves there for luck. No, that's, that's so good. You make room for the luck, right? You got to make room for the luck to happen. 
Um, no, that's, that's so good. It's a, it's a good, a good mindset to put people in, I think. For sure. So where do you see the, the future going? Let's shift gears into the future. Sure. Where are we headed with Amazon? Dive into that a little bit more. You know, we already talked about, I think the biggest thing, one of the biggest things, which is branding. I mean, branding, if branding is not on the top of mind already, then it should be by now. If it's not on top of mind already, then it will be. Um, but branding, what does branding mean? That means creating a cohesive product experience for your customers. It means uh, being able to grab attention, the attention of your buyers. It means just having a visually pleasing brand. It means um, figuring out ways to grow your personal brand, like you yourself, you as a human being, your, your social media presence. I think branding is going to be huge in business. It's going to be huge. It is huge in business. It's huge in e-commerce. We're already seeing the importance of it right now. And I think we'll see the elevation of that in 2021 specifically. I think that's largely in Amazon and e-commerce, um, Shipping is a big question in a lot of people's minds. When I talk a lot, when I say that, I mean like Amazon handling shipping logistics versus something like Deliver handling shipping logistics. So like a 3PL, meaning uh, for people who aren't familiar with what a 3PL is, an organization outside of Amazon that handles all the shipping um, of your products. We saw we saw some kind of breakdown when COVID hit in March. We saw Amazon breakdown in fulfillment. If you're an Amazon shopper and you tried to buy a product, you saw shipping go from like a two day prime to something like a seven to 10 day prime, which is outrageous. That's not actually that bad, but for those of us who are conditioned for like a two day prime shipping, the 10 day was rough for customers. And that got a lot of sellers to think about if Amazon was right for them to use shipping for products or whether they want to go over something like deliver. So I think deliver is going to be a huge thing. Um, uh, PPC is a large, large focus for Amazon sellers in 2021 and beyond. And the focus is on advertising in general is only going to get it more and more important off Amazon advertising, using influencer marketing, using things like Facebook and Instagram shopping to elevate your product marketing, affiliate marketing, things like that. Those are the biggest things, at least that come to instant mind for what I'm focusing on and what I know a lot of other sellers are focusing on as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Lots of fun things coming up in the future. The future looks to me really bright on Amazon for sure. And it was interesting to see uh, Amazon is because they were using Deliverer, but now they're building right. out their own services uh, to really compete head to head with Amazon. Right, right. And I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see where that goes. I mean, Shopify also has built out their own shipping infrastructure for for products. I think that shipping will be an interesting game in 2021 and 2022. I think we'll see Deliver come out. Uh, I think we'll see other competitors come out as well, especially since customers or especially since sellers are starting to really think about putting products into other platforms like eBay, Wish, um, I mean, Shopify, other things, especially since Deliver is integrated into all of them and Amazon doesn't really want to play as kindly with other platforms, we're going to start to see a lot of people make some decisions to break. I think, I think break a little bit further outside of just the Amazon ecosystem. That's my, that's my personal thought. 
For sure. I'm really hoping so, because uh, to see a big competitor to Amazon would just be beneficial for everything, you know, and right. free market competition is key for sure. So that'll help customers. It'll help us sellers and just help to keep everybody honest. Are you, are you primarily on Amazon? Are you, are you off Amazon? Uh, primarily Amazon, a little bit of eBay, some WooCommerce. Um, I, I run a, one of the brands that I have an exclusive agreement with. I run their website and we sell WooCommerce nice. on there. Uh, I want to get more into Walmart because that is becoming more and more of a platform that uh, you can be successful on. Right. I, I think Walmart is a good mention. And I think I was talking to another high, another high level seller about this just the other week. I think the a big determinant will be whether Amazon allows people a little bit more control over what customers see when they go to the product. So for example, like if, if branding is true as a key factor in customers purchasing, being let, let's take Shopify as an example. If Shopify is like one of the key examples of, of branding, meaning like you go, a customer goes to a web page and they have a full brand experience when they go in, video, pleasing aesthetic, et cetera. I think that the question in my mind is whether Amazon will adapt to some of that and allow sellers to have a little bit more control and that side of things compared to what it is now, which is the you know pretty standard what Amazon listings have been for the past like eight years. Mm-hmm. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of that with the storefront pages, with some of the live selling things that Amazon has going on. I think Amazon is starting to go in that direction. I, I'm curious to see whether they'll go all in or whether they will largely stay the same. And I mean, let's be real. Amazon does have a majority of the chips here. Like Amazon has a, a lot of the control. So it's not like they need to change. But I'll just be curious to see whether customers respond better to the branding side of things with like WooCommerce, Shopify, Walmart, or whether they stick. Time will tell. Yeah, the the customer attention, that's going to be the hard part because Amazon has, for the most part, their trust and, you know, people start their shopping on Amazon. Even if I'm going to buy something from somewhere else like Walmart or some other platform, I search for that product on Amazon to look at reviews and stuff like that. So it's going to be hard to break that. Once you have that hold, it's really hard. It's kind of like Google as a search engine, right? Right, right. They have that hold. When when somebody wants you to go look something up, they just say, you know, go Google it. You know, it's not hard to break through that kind of stuff. But Walmart has the huge presence. People know and trust Walmart a lot as well. You know, they might have a little bit of a reputation uh, for being cheap and things like that. But, you know, they have that trust for a lot of people. So if anybody can do it, I think Walmart can. I, during, um, in March or April, through the peak of the pandemic, when everything was going on, I live in LA, so everything was shut down here for, well, has been shut down still. But I bought the first thing I'd ever bought off of walmart.com during that time. Because Amazon, like everything was sold out. I wanted to buy a set of weights because I, I didn't have all our gyms were closed. So I wanted weights. And so I went on Walmart and I bought a set of weights and it was a great process. It was really affordable and I had a good experience. And that's what got me thinking for the first time, like, oh, okay, if Walmart takes this, it could actually turn into something, yeah. but we'll see. 
Yeah. And I'm trying to do that more intentionally. You know, I've, I became really used to just buying everything on Amazon. And so I'm intentionally trying to make myself go outside of Amazon to see those other experiences, but also try to help those, that competition along a little bit. Right. Right. Absolutely. The bright, the future is bright for e-commerce sellers. 2021 Excel, we were talking about before the show, like COVID has accelerated so much. And I think we've we've saw we saw what e-commerce was inevitable to turn into, but I think it just got pushed back and pushed up. And that's what I mean. The question to, to beginners of like, well, should I get started or or not? It's a great question to ask yourself. And the answer is now is always a better time than later if you really want to get started. And also, you got to ask yourself how much you're willing to give to get involved because it will take time and it will take money. Agree, hundred percent. All right, Cameron. So if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yeah. So if you want to reach out to me specifically um, on Instagram, if you just search my name, Cameron Yoder, you can connect with me. Always willing to talk through my perspective on e-commerce. So shoot me any questions, connect with me on Facebook. I'm active there also. And if you want to connect with Viral Launch, Todd, I'll give you, I'll give you a link that you can send people to um, we also have a coupon code for your, your audience specifically. If they want to sign up, they get, I think it's 15% off, um, Perfect. for life, the monthly packages. So I'll shoot you that info. Um, I'll shoot you that coupon code as well. And seriously, anyone's listening, feel free to reach out and I'd love to talk e-commerce business life, whatever I'm available. All right. Awesome. We'll put that up. We can put that promo code on the screen up here and we'll throw it in the show notes as well. So people can uh, pick that up and try out viral launch if they want to. Um, you guys also have a podcast called follow the data podcast. So if people want to look that up, um, they can dive into more information on probably viral launch and other things. I'm sure you guys talk about. Yeah. The, the show, I appreciate you, you pointing that show out. So follow the data, largely private label focused, but yeah, I, I, I run that show and Todd, I'll have to have you on the show actually. <laughs> so I'll pull, I'll pull you, I'll rope you into the show. But yeah, just interviewing high level sellers, talking through strategy, beginner, advanced, everything, all the above. Uh, Todd, thank you so much for, for having me on the show and thank you for, for asking some great questions. I had a great time. For sure. Appreciate the time, Cameron. You have a great one. This has been another episode of the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast. Thanks for listening, fellow entrepreneur. And always remember, success is yours if you take it.